astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Happy Labor Day. Yes, I'm laboring away over here. <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm actually enjoying myself. <laughs> but it is interesting, isn't it? Labor Day, mm-hmm. falling in Virgo. Yes. You know, we've talked about these holidays before, right? And how appropriately they have landed on the calendar. Yeah. So today we're going to talk a little bit about Labor Day and why it falls into Virgo season or what we can learn about the sixth house by understanding the holidays that fall into Virgo season. We are going to discuss a little bit about the eclipses just because I know a lot of people wait kind of for the exact day, or they might fear what's going to happen on the eclipse. And so we're going to start talking about some headlines that we're seeing, even share some personal stories about how the storyline's probably already playing out. Mm -hmm. And then the big topic for today will be about Jupiter um, and Uranus connecting, but also where Jupiter is and how it will affect each of the signs as we go out through May of 2024. So with that, should we jump in here with this idea of of, uh, Labor Day lands in Virgo? And it's interesting because, you know, Virgo kind of is the patron saint of those who serve. I mean, Labor Day is giving a nod to the worker, right? Elevating the worker. Yeah. But I think many of us, I know I certainly did until really just a year or two ago, realized the significance of the sixth house. It's always associated with, oh, Virgo, it's your work and your health. Mm-hmm. I find that fascinating because, you know, your health insurance notoriously has been connected to where you work. That seems so odd, doesn't it? But they're, oh, of, the same, they're, they're of the same tone of each other. The idea of being, you know, serving, taking care of, being taken care of, hopefully by your insurance, as well as, you know, taking care of business, Uh, for whatever company you're working for. Well, yeah, it was six years ago, um, just right around this time that I had decided to quit my corporate job. Mm -hmm. And that was everyone's big concern. What are you going to do for health insurance? You know, it wasn't like, how are you going to make money? Or are you going to be happy? Are you going to miss us? (laughs) It was, what are you going to do about health insurance? That was the big thing that everyone was concerned about because I was stepping away from a corporate position. It, it is. It's a scare factor for many of us in the States about leaving our health insurance. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But I want to point out, and this was uh, Robert Glasscock, who's a great astrologer. I took classes with him for many years, and he was the one that really brought this to mind, that all the social issues that have come out of the workplace. Very interesting. Meaning we think of um, the idea of civil rights a lot of the issues were coming out of the work environment. It was the workers 
You know, I mean, it was the employers that had to deal with this issue of, hey, you're discriminating, Mm -hmm. right? They had to change their policies. Women's rights came out of that workplace that they weren't allowed in or they had a glass ceiling. That idea of equal pay came out of the workplace. Um, Even the respect for homemakers, like, you know, what do you do? Oh, I'm a homemaker. Oh, okay, next. You know, that, that that's a workplace, but it was so lowly regarded at some point. So my point is the sixth house, when you have a lot of focus in Virgo or in the sixth house in your chart, you might have a sensitivity to these issues of discrimination and the people. Are the people being taken care of? You know, what are the living conditions uh, that these people have to undergo to work in this factory or to, you know, for, you know, forego um, a retirement plan to work here. So the Virgo, you know, that sixth house can sometimes get like, oh, that's not so not as interesting or sexy as some of the other signs, but it is so fundamental awareness of, you know, social justice. Very important. Yeah, absolutely. So next, let's briefly talk about the upcoming eclipses that are happening in October. I believe it's October 14th and 28th to be exact. Mm-hmm. You know, and as we've discussed before, leaders, royalty, head of states definitely have pivotal events or storylines that happen during the eclipses. So it, they're kind of, I'll say, fun people to watch just because their stories are so clear that it really shows the example of how these energies play out. And of course, the royal family is famous for grabbing headlines around the eclipses. So that last set of eclipses in April of 2023 uh, focused on King Charles getting his position. And the previous eclipse that happened in October, November of 2022 was right after the queen had passed. So here we are getting ready for the October ones. And I think already the royal families in the news about maybe what will happen during those months. Yeah, I think uh, the king has invited Harry to come to have a sit down, uh, talk, meeting, hopefully tea <laughs> um, to, you know, but we don't know what the meeting's about, right? I mean, I understand there's a little gossip associated with this, but is it a truce possibly, or is it going to be further division? We know, as as we spoke a couple of weeks ago, that Harry lost his royal highness, you know, uh, title, so to speak, already. So there could be other things in the offing. So there'll probably be there'll be a story here. Yeah, uh, they're, they're right on target. You can just watch that royal family and see very interesting. And it's just particularly interesting because the last one in April when the coronation, you know, Harry flew in and flew out. And that was a big part of the story is where's Harry? What's the expression on Harry's face, right? Are the family members talking to him or not? And here now he's being invited back in for a meet for tea, at least. Yeah. Um, with the U.S. leaders as well, they are not an exception to this. So we might expect some big news with retirements or firings amongst leadership positions. Uh, you know, I know there's just been some crazy videos circulating of like Mitch McConnell where he's freezing up Uh, again. I think this is the second incident of it. We're not saying him in particular, but it would just be interesting. There's a leader. He's a leader and they are susceptible. I mean, just think of the mugshot of Trump. 
yeah. being, yeah. you know, that's the, the picture seen around the world, so to speak, again, where leadership gets shaken up under eclipses. And here we are heading into, we're almost within uh, six weeks of the first one and uh, eight weeks for the other one. Or, yeah, six, eight weeks, exactly. So, um, you know. Yeah, if you're listening, we have an entire episode dedicated to the eclipses where they will be happening in the chart. Uh, Mom and me thought we would each share our story of what's going on just to give you maybe a more realistic idea of what an eclipse can feel like for just an average person, right? Since we're not celebrities, we're not royalty, we figured we would share our stories. Um, Mom, we'll start with hers and then I'll... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the question is, and this is really for everyone, what was your story back in April of this year? You might have to go back to your calendar to see who you were meeting with, what you were talking about, but take the time to figure it out because here's the next chapter of that story. I know I was in the mode last April of reducing my work hours. That was clearly, I was actually at a point of what kind of, I was very anxious about it, how I was going to do it, how it was going to work. And I just, I did it. I mean, I did start, you know, uh, just slowing down my pace, certainly. And it was just interesting that without seriously thinking about this, that now this time around, I seem to be streamlining the financial end of my business, my consulting practice, and it went through the process of closing out an account, just streamlining it, making it more simple, uh, looking at how, you know, how I'm handling uh, the processing of my charts. And so there's a, I can see it. I can see where I'm taking that next step, making it simpler, easier that anyone could, you know, see what I was doing and what this convoluted little system I had. And I thought, that's it streamline it yeah um by the way it's not going to come back for 19 years so certainly for me it's a big deal you know i mean i gotta get this right this time because i'm going to be very old (laughs) by the time it comes again yeah and so i mean when you hear that story that doesn't sound like bad it sounds like something that you proactively did of course, it could be a shock because I mean, I would always tell people, I don't think my mom is ever going to retire. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. I think it was shocking in its own way, but it's nothing that was like, oh, threatening or life or death. Mm-hmm. I had to think a second about what was going on in April. And then I remembered I was actually sharing it with all of you guys that um, I was in that debacle with the wall. And you might be thinking, oh my gosh, not this wall again, but <laughs> the wall story. The wall story. Okay. So the wall's been done. Perfect. Um, and I remember when I was dealing with the wall issue, mom had kept was saying, you know, this has to do with boundary issues. And I was having a few other boundary issues at the time, uh, with people kind of interjecting into my life and giving me unsolicited <laughs> feedback. And just here in the last 30 days, I had an ex-husband from 10 years ago, try to reach back out again, just a boundary issue. And it was in this moment that that happened, that I just had this like download of, I need to change my name. So if you're new, or maybe you don't know the full story, you know, me and my mom have different last names because I was married and Kate Wind was just, it stuck. It was a cute name. Um, People would always say, "Is is that your real name? And So when I got divorced, I kept the name and here we are 10 years later 
and I just had this download, I have to change my name. I have to go back to my maiden name. So if you're hearing this, you are the first to hear it. Um, some of my friends don't even know the full story behind this. So uh, yeah, 30 days ago, I started proactively my sister, uh, approaching the courts to get my name changed back. It is quite the process. I had to run in the newspaper. So hopefully I will receive that final approval to go back to Kate Swick here in the next 30 days, but I'm assuming it's going to line up right with the eclipse where I make that official announcement and change my website and business cards and all that stuff that still has to follow. Isn't that interesting? I mean, I mean, I'm so proud of you for taking that step. I yeah. do think, you know, it's symbolic. Some people might say, oh, who, what's in a name? There's a lot in a name, yeah. right? Um, and just for those other Aquariuses out there like yourself, you know, this, this is the last uh, contact with that Taurus-Scorpio axis, this lunar eclipse coming up. And it is all about the idea of your reputation, how you are known. Yep, absolutely. So. I'm so proud of that, you. Thank you. So with that story, um, we are going to take a quick commercial break before we start talking about Jupiter. Hey, mom and me family. Halloween is just around the corner. So if you're planning a Halloween party, event, or dinner, this is just your friendly reminder to book entertainment. Hiring a professional astrologer or tarot reader adds a level of fun and excitement to your party and exposes your guests to something new. Not planning a party, but attending one? I've got you covered. I created the Cosmic Coaster, which is a disposable coaster with a QR code that links to a digital tarot reading written by me. These are a great icebreaker that won't break the bank or a great hostess gift. To book your upcoming entertainment or to order coasters, head over to my website, www.thekatewind.com. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, welcome back. So as promised, we are going to be talking about Jupiter. And we have a pretty rare conjunction happening on April 21st, 2024, which that might sound like, just let me get through 2023 before we start right. talking about 2024. Yes. <laughs> uh, but Jupiter and Uranus will make you, be making a conjunction at 21 degrees of Taurus. But they're, they're, they're close together already. They're already mm -hmm. close. So, uh, you know, it's in degrees. So again, when Jupiter and Uranus come together, um, there's an emancipation big word, but the freeing of, the freeing up of, it's all of a sudden, it's like when you take your dog off the leash, takes them a split second to realize they're free. And what do they do? You know, they usually tear off, they start running, they start being very active. Well, I'm going to say everyone is getting this off the leash energy. I think it's already present. I think some people are already feeling it. They understand they're being given an opportunity maybe a one-time shot. Yes, maybe this is just being purely lucky, uh, depending upon where it's occurring in your chart, which we had gone through in a previous uh, session. But I, I did want to throw one, maybe other piece of information that we didn't suggest at that time. And that was this Jupiter Uranus can, can create a lot of volatility. Yeah. Um, the last time they came together was May of 2010. 
and uh, June, May, June 2010. And uh, that's when we had that, what they call the flash crash in the stock market. Um, it actually was um, better known as the two minute, 45 second um, trillion dollar crash. So it sounds crazy, but it started at 2.32 p.m. and lasted for 36 minutes. Wow. And then it did recover, but, you know, it scared people terribly. Oh, I see. Okay. But, but you get that's Jupiter, Uranus. Yeah. So two things. You talk about yes. emancipation. So it's happening at 21 degrees of Taurus. So if you know your chart, look to see where does 21 degrees of Taurus fall. That will give you a little bit more insight. If you have no idea what we're talking about, head over to my website. There's an option to click uh, to purchase your own chart. So you can, I, I, we sell it with a key to your chart. I think it's $10. It will give you the full layout, a very clean copy. So if you want that, that is still available for purchase on our website. Um, but 21 degrees Taurus, that's very, that square is my sun and my moon. So it lines up almost exactly with my sun moon midpoint. My sun moon midpoints at 16 or 17 degrees of Taurus. Yeah. This is happening at 21. So that yeah. emancipation goes very nice with that story that we just talked about. That it I am does, doesn't it? kind of breaking free of that, that name. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The other thing is just when we're talking about Jupiter Uranus, because we, a lot of times associate Jupiter with all these nice things, mm -hmm. but the idea is Jupiter amplifies, right? It makes it so big. And Uranus is the chaotic. Uranus is the, oh, that didn't make logical next step. So of course, the very positive side of this could be, oh my gosh, I, I got this job that pays double what I was getting paid. I didn't, didn't even think I was qualified for this. That'd be a very positive example of it. But that crash that mom just you know explained, mm -hmm. that's more like the negative side of it. Like it's big, it's surprising. It's, it's unstable. It's unstable. That's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have a client who got a great, put her, put her hat in the ring for a position she thought she would no way would qualify. Position had a lot of status to it. Um, she got it oh, with good. a signing bonus. You know what I mean? Like she can't even believe it herself. Yeah. So this week, Jupiter is retrograding at 15 degrees of Taurus. Mm -hmm. so starting tomorrow, Tuesday, the September 4th. And it's going to retrograde through December 31st. I'm just going to put a little asterisk in here. And because, because of social media, you know, things start trending in astrology and then everyone's talking about it. People mm -hmm. that I feel like don't even know much about astrology are reposting <laughs> astrology things. Yeah. You know, about like, oh, all these planets are in retrograde. People, this happens every year. This is not a once in a lifetime thing. This isn't unusual like near the end of the year saturn pluto chiron they're almost always in retrograde so if you're seeing all of this on social media and freaking out and thinking oh this is why everything's going horrible or something mm -hmm. just know mm -hmm. that these are very common occurrences yes it plays into some things but just don't fall into like the fear mongering that happens yeah, online because it yeah. just takes off and it's like I'm seeing so many people post about it and I just want to say like no this happens all the time if right. you want to be scared about something let's talk about Pluto and Aquarius that's never happened like that to me right. that's a big yes that's never happened that's a big deal mm -hmm. the planets in retrograde this is always happening 
And the degree, the degree the planet goes retrograde at is exceptionally important. It happens to be 15 degrees of Taurus. So just knowing that much is going to retrograde at 15 Taurus. That tells me if you have a birthday around May 6th, May 6th, if it May 6th, it'd be exact, it'd be, you'd be very strongly influenced. But even if you're going to say, well, I was born on the 2nd, the 3rd, the 4th, or the 7th, the 8th, the 9th, you're in this group. You're being very affected in a favorable way. And I could even go November 8th, same thing, give it a little days before and days after there, because this Jupiter retrograde is opposing your natal sun. Yep, so again, if you would, know your chart, look for 15 degrees of Taurus because you should yes. be feeling the benefits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's a whole slew of people that are having Jupiter returns. And again, just have to listen a little carefully here. I'll try to spell them out here for, for if you were born in April of 2012, you're having a Jupiter return. There's a new chapter opening up. Say yes, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were born April or May of 2000, yeah, say yes. Check it out. Inquire. Be proactive. We could go back to the spring of 1988, April and May again. And we could also include May and June of 76. And if we really got the oldies listening here, we can look go back to June of 64. That's quite a that's quite a lot of people there. Um, so as a refresher, should mm-hmm. we go through and just talk about how Jupiter is affecting each of the signs? I think we talked about this maybe in early 2023, okay. but because it's a year long energy, of course, some of us might have forgotten already halfway through where right. this is happening. Yes. Yeah. We, let's touch base because we've, we've made a big deal about it really strong for certain uh, dates for people born certain years, but everyone is experiencing it. So yes, let's let, and let's, let's kind of group them together. Let's think of the idea of Taurus and Scorpio both. Yep. Okay. Um, and so with Jupiter is there, but it's going to retrograde, which kind of means, okay, now think about all that's happened, strategize what needs to be done to make the dream or the the action complete and i would expect there the idea of a lot of focus on relationships maybe you're putting saying i need more friends i need to develop i need to get people on my calendar again this is a welcoming time for finding the link finding the connections yeah this would also Uh, go for taurus scorpio risings Oh yeah, good point. Taurus, Scorpio rising or that sign. But just the idea of receiving invitations, being included, or getting access. I got access, I you know, to some some place, some thing, some activity. Yeah, these are the things that you don't want to say, no, I'll stay home. You know what I mean? Don't pass on it because there's just a some well, just the possibility, kind of almost that magical of what what could happen. Yep. For our Gemini and Sagittarius's uh, suns or risings, this would be happening on that sixth, twelfth house axis. So this is a great time for any sort of healing opportunities. You could be saying, oh, I'm going to go back to therapy. I'm going to go back to getting weekly massages. Uh, there could also be a renewed focus on spirituality or even something going on in the work environment where you feel like it's being enhanced. 
Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of, you know, Erica Sagittarius, you know, they get new offices, yep. you know, but not don't have all the details yet, but there could be some improvement, some enhancement there. Yep. Um, so Cancer and Capricorn, uh, this is activating their 11th or 5th. Again, as Kate reminds us, it's Cancer rising, Capricorn rising, or if you are a Cancer or a Capricorn. So this is putting a lot of focus on Who's on your team? What groups do you belong to? So the idea of, you know, being invited in, and again, we have to start in this technology world, being in, on the social media and signing up, wanting to be a part of this group, that group, wanting to get those updates about what's happening in a certain field. Really a very strong um, a time for that because you're looking for information, you're looking for feelers to feel connected. A lot of focus can be on children under this energy, uh, taking time for, you know, what their needs are or what you, what, you know, what can you provide for the children or, of course, your own personal legacy about, you know, you want to, and again, I say scrapbook, but I mean, whatever the modern version of scrapbooking is today, but that idea of documenting the history. Next for Leo and Aquarius, sun or rising, this is happening on that fourth, 10th house. So this is excellent for professional upgrades. So things where uh, you're being seen or heard more in the workplace. So I always give the example of, you know, maybe you're going on a podcast or maybe you're having an article written about you, or maybe you're standing up in a meeting to be recognized for something. So there should be more eyes on you. Or this would be an excellent time to be making changes around the home or home upgrades. Mm -hmm. We should mention that everyone's been under these energies since May already of 2023. So yes. you could think, oh, this stuff has already happened. Because it's retrograding this week, it's possible that you might say, just for an Aquarius or a Leo, you might have made some changes in the home already this year that you loved. And now as it's going retrograde, you might be thinking, hmm, maybe I want to redo it again. <laughs> So you could be making something work better for you, or you could be revisiting something that you feel like was already addressed earlier in the year. And it could be asking for more, that you like the results you've got, you want more. That's true. Right? Yeah. You know, now it has sunk in and like, that's a good thing for me. Yes. Um, so the last one will be Virgo and Pisces. So kind of wrapping up our Virgo chapter here about Labor Day. Uh, this is a great opportunity for what I say is good luck, meaning that if you're going to have a, a, a service that you need to have done, you're apt to find the best. You're happy to find, I'm not saying they're the best in the world, but the idea that you're very pleased with their reputation, with the results that they provide. So this can be everything, of course, from the medical field, but it can also be the idea of, you know, look at hiring a consultant, hiring a coach, really, uh, you're, you're going to be gifted on some level with this higher vibration. So really good if you want to be a student, if I want to learn, if I want to sign up to take a course, or I want to get a certification. In general, it, this is a very supportive energy for benefiting through issues that are ethical or that could even be legal matters. Uh, and so yeah, it could be some wrestling with the higher ground, moral code, things of that nature. Um, and then just on a fun level, there could be a lot of focus more on siblings or nieces, nephews, that type of you know family relationships, and maybe even some upgrades when it comes to cars. Yeah. 
And I'm not going to let mom forget about the actual last ones, Libra and Aries. Oh, gosh. I, I, oh, my God. I did. Um, it was on the next page. So, yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. Uh, Libra and Aries or Libra and Aries rising. Uh, this is happening on that second, eighth house. So, this is a big one about money awareness, budgets, financial opportunities, and creating security. So again, this, if there's something where you're saying I'm renegotiating my salary, I'm moving monies around, I'm reinvesting. These are all excellent things to be doing right now. Um, or you could just be more aware of what things are costing you. Maybe you're getting a great deal on something where you say, I just couldn't pass it up because that opportunity might not come again. It could be purging as well. Purging in a sense of getting rid of what doesn't hold value anymore. So that concludes our talk on Jupiter. Uh, Before you go today, mom and me just wanted to express our appreciation for everyone's ongoing support. I know last week uh, we talked about hitting our 182nd episode and I just checked yesterday. We almost hit 50,000 listens, which is awesome. Um, And just know that we couldn't do it without your engagement and your involvement. And just as a reminder, if you like our podcast, like please like it, share it, share it with a friend. Um, Or if you're wanting to somehow monetarily support us, book a service. Uh, We have Halloween right around the corner. So if you're thinking about throwing a Halloween party, um, of course, think about maybe adding tarot or astrology services to it. And we also have a new feature now called Buy Us a Coffee, um, which that isn't only just fueling our passion, but also caffeinating us (laughs) so we can continue to deliver content that resonates with you. Um, The Buy Us a Coffee is more of a monetary donation. It can be, you can find the link to it in the podcast, um, but it's just a small donation just to basically continue our creativity and help our podcast thrive. So we can't thank you enough for being part of our journey. Um, And again, we couldn't have been here without you guys. We love you. (laughs) (laughs) So that concludes our episode today. Happy Labor Day. And we look forward to speaking to you guys next week. Take care.